you remember the good old days when all you had to worry about was getting your homework done and getting home before curfew? Before you had to worry about jobs, projects, working, when you could long for a summer vacation and a winter break? Well, this is the podcast for when you realize that life can be hard. Hold on one moment. <sighs> Finally, he's gone. The last thing I need to hear is him plugging another podcast. Come take a listen to my show, Adulting Ain't Easy, every other Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following is a Journey into Comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. You're listening to Poor Entertainment. With your host, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andrew Poor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a somber episode of Poor Entertainment. This episode is being recorded late in the day after the announcement that Marvel Comics icon Stan Lee has passed away at the age of 95. Now for those of you who don't know who Stan Lee is, I don't know who you would be, but he started his career, like a lot of us, doing a job that he didn't particularly like, but then found a way to make it his own and then helped create the empire that it is now. And for those of you who've seen any Marvel films in the last 20 years, have come to pass that his cameos have always been a part of it. And I gotta be honest, I wasn't a huge Marvel Comics kid. I didn't read comics growing up. The only comic I remember reading was when I was probably in the single digits, and I remember having a Dexter's Lab comic that I got from, like, the like Walgreens or something that I read. I don't really remember getting into comics until I was much older. It's just one of those things that just... I Then I think the next thing I bought was an Iron Man comic back in, like, 08, which I still have, actually has uh, Rob Downey Jr. on the cover from Iron Man, which is actually the beginning of the MCU, strangely enough. The thing that he got really got the foothold in those cameos. Before that, he was in like the Fantastic Four, and I don't even know if he was in Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I have to go back and look at that. But anyway, I thought I would record this tonight, um, which is the same day I recorded Poor News, which was all about the midterms. So I want to do this while it was fresh and while I could get something out there. And even if you don't listen to it for a week... At least it's here for you, and for the Patreon listeners, you're listening to it now, so I want to thank you for listening to that, but if anyone remembers back, if has followed me from the beginning, my first episode of The Poor Report back in August, August, October, I actually don't remember now, it's kind of fuzzy this time of night, was about Stanley. I was reviewing both his graphic novel memoir as well as the book um marvel comics the untold story by sean ho so i'll actually be throwing that at the end of this episode but i wanted to kind of bring this full circle and actually do a little bit of poor entertainment news and there's a lot of these it's going to be specifically about stanley and this is from uh bgr which i really don't see if i found this they post something so um, before his death at the age of 95, Stanley told me he wanted to be most remembered for Spider-Man. The last few years, Marvel's legendary writer, editor, and publisher were certainly rough. Before his death confirmed today at age 95, Stanley had been embroiled in nasty litigation and other unpleasant matters 
related to his personal affairs. He had lost his beloved wife of 69 years, Joan, who died in 2017. Before all of that, he had begun in earnest, though. Again, not to stand about his career among the highlights he shared with me. No way did he want to slow down, never mind that he was in his 90s. He was hard of hearing, so he had to repeat most of your questions at least once, but he gave as good as he got. Asked about his creative habits, for example, if he was the kind of artist you imagine who's constantly scribbling down ideas in a notebook. I do not scribble, he snapped back in that thick accent. I have beautiful penmanship. Stan, who news reports say died this morning at Cedar Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, also told me that for everything he's done since starting in the business in 1939, creating or co-creating everything from the mighty Thor to Iron Man, the Fantastic Four, and so much else, I also want to be remembered for the creation of Spider-Man. I must admit, I love them all, he told me during an interview I did with him a couple years ago, but all of them, I'd say that's my favorite, because of what he captures the imagination of readers all over the globe. The Manhattan-born comic book legend leaves behind a body of work that includes some of the most popular and lucrative franchises in entertainment. The Walt Disney Company snapped up Marvel for $4 billion back in 2009, and as noted by The Hollywood Reporter in a piece today, most of the top grossing superheroes of all time, led by the Avengers' $1.52 billion worldwide take in 2012, featured Marvel characters. Stan told me he was never going to slow down. I f- still feels like I'm playing. This is my form of golf. He was still cooking up new ideas, new characters. It's the most fun you can have, and then after a while you see the result of all your deal-making and thinking and of characters. You see it on the screen or even a graphic novel. To see the finished product after you've been working on something for months is the best feeling. What was so great about talking with Stan, even at such an advanced age, was how enraptured he still was by the comic book as an art form. Indeed, he told me the future seems to be looking brighter and brighter for them. Comics were fading away a decade or two ago, but the success of Marvel movies and TV shows, they have had a resurgence in popularity. And I get the feeling they will be forever now. And that was, like I said, it was from BGR, and then I'm going to move into this uh, the Hollywood Reporter article, which is titled, Stan Lee, Marvel Comics, Real-Life Superhero Dies at 95. A lot of this is going to be a lot of overlap because obviously everyone's giving their tribute. But um, the Feisty writer, sorry, it's kind of the Feisty writer, editor, and publisher was responsible for such iconic characters as Spider-Man, the X-Men, Thor, Iron Man, Black Panther, and the Fantastic Four. Nuff said. Stan Lee, legendary writer, editor, and publisher of Marvel Comics, was fantabulous but flawed creations made him a real-life superior to comic book lovers everywhere. He died. He was ninety-five. Lee began in the business in 1939 and created or co-created Black Panther, Spider-Man, the X-Men, the Mighty Thor, Iron Man, the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, Daredevil, and Ant-Man, amongst countless other characters, died early Monday morning at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, a family representative told The Hollywood Reporter. Kirk Schneck, attorney for Lee's daughter, J.C. Lee, also confirmed his death. Lee's final few years were tumultuous. After Joe and his wife's years died in 2017, he sued executives at Power Entertainment, a company founded in 2001 to develop a film and TV and video game properties for $1 billion alleging fraud, then abruptly dropped the suits weeks later. He also sued his ex-business manager and filed for a standing order against a man who has been handling his affairs. Lee's estate is estimated to be worth as much as $70 million. And in June 2018, it was revealed that the Los Angeles Police Department had been investigating reports of elder abuse against him. On his own and through his work with frequent artists, writers, collaborators, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, and others, Lee catapulted Marvel from a tiny venture into the world's number one publisher of comic books and later in a multimedia giant. In 2009, the Walt Disney Company bought Marvel Entertainment for $4 billion, and most of the top-grossing superhero films of the time, led by Avengers Infinity War 2.05 billion worldwide take earlier this year, have featured Marvel characters. I used to think what I did was not very important. He told the Chicago Tribune in April 2014, 
People are building bridges and engaging in medical research, and here I was doing stories about fictional people with extraordinary, crazy things and wear costumes. But I suppose I would come to realize this entertainment is not easily dismissed. Least fame and influence, that's the face and figurehead of Marvel, even in his nonagenarian years, remained considerable. Stanley was as extraordinary as a character as he created Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger said in a statement, a superhero in his own right to Marvel fans around the world. Stan had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige also paid tribute. No one has seen, no one has had more of an impact on my career and everything we do at Marvel Studios than Stan Lee, Feig uh, said. Stan leaves an extraordinary legacy that will outlive us all. Our thoughts are with his daughter, his family, and the millions of fans who have been forever touched by Stan's genius, charisma, and heart. Beginning in the 1960s, the Irrepressible and Feisty Lee punched up his Marvel superheroes with personally, personality, not just power. Until then, comic book headliners like those of DC Comics were square and well-adjusted, but his heroes had human foibles and hang-ups. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, for example, fretted about his dandruff and was confused about dating. The evildoers were a mess of psychological complexity. His stories taught me that even superheroes like Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk have ego deficiencies and girl problems do not live in their macho fantasies 24 hours a day. Gene Simmons of Kiss said in a 1979 interview, Through the honesty of guys like Spider-Man, I learned about the shades of gray in human nature. Kiss made it to the Marvel pages, and Lee had Simmons bleed into a vat of ink so the publisher could say the issues were printed with his blood. The Manhattan-born Lee wrote, art directed and edited most of the Marvel series in newspaper strips. He also penned a monthly comics column, Stan Soapbox signing off with his signature phrase, Excelsior. His way of doing things at Marvel was to brainstorm a story with an artist, then write a synopsis. After the artist drew the story panels, Lee filled in the world balloons and captions. The process became known as the Marvel Method. Lee collaborated with an artist-writer, Kirby, on the Fantastic Four, Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, Silver Surfer, and X-Men. With artist-writer Ditko, he created Spider-Man and the surgeon Doctor Strange, and with artist Bill Everett came up with the blind superhero Daredevil. Such collaborations sometimes led to credit dispute. Lee and Gitko reportedly engaged in bitter fights, and both received writing credits on the Spider-Man movies and two TV shows. I don't want to think I treated Kirby or Ditko unfairly, he told Playboy magazine in April 2014. I think we had a wonderful relationship. There was, their talent was incredible, but the things they wanted weren't in my powers to give them. Like any Marvel employee, Lee had no rights to the characters he helped create and received no royalties. In the 1970s, Lee importantly helped push the boundaries on censorship in comics, delving into serious and topical subject matter in a medium that has become mindless, kid-friendly entertainment. In 1954, the publication of psychologist Frederick Wortham's book, Seduction of the Innocent, had spurred calls for the government to regulate violence, sex, drug use, questioning of public authority figures, etc., and the comics as a way to curtail juvenile delinquency where your publishers headed that off by forming the Comics Code Authority, a self-censoring body that, while avoiding the heavy hand of Washington, saw neutering adult interest in comics and stereotyping the medium as one only kids would enjoy. Lee scripted banal scenarios with characters like Nellie the Nurse and Tessie the Typist, but in 1971 he inserted an anti-drug storyline into The Amazing Spider-Man, in which Peter Parker's friend Harry Osborn popped pills. Those issues which did not carry the CCA seal of approval on the covers became extraordinarily popper. Popular, and later the organization relaxed some of its guidelines. Born Stanley Martin Lee Brown, December 28, 1922. 
He grew up poor in Washington Heights, where his father, a Romanian immigrant, was a dress cutter, a lover of adventure books and Errol Flynn movies. Lee graduated from DeWitt Clinton High School, joined the WPA Federal Theater Project, where he appeared in a few stage shows and wrote obituaries. In 1939, Lee got a job as a golfer for $8 a week at Marvel predecessor Timely Comics. Two years later, for Kirby and Joe Simon's Captain America No. 3, he wrote a two-page story titled The Trader's Revenge that was used as a text filler to qualify the company for the inexpensive magazine mailing rate. He used the pen name Stan Lee. He was named interim editor at 19 by publisher Martin Goodman when the previous editor quit. In 1954, he enlisted in the Army and served in the Signal Corps where he wrote manuals and training films with a group that included Oscar winner Frank Capra, Pulitzer winner William Soroyan, and Theodore Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss. After the war, he returned to the publisher and served as the editor for decades. Following DC Comics' lead with the Justice League, Lee and Kirby in November 1961 launched their own superhero team, the Fantastic Four, for the newly renamed Marvel Comics. The Hulk, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Daredevil, and X-Men soon followed. The Avengers launched as its own title in September 1963. Perhaps not surprisingly, Manhattan's high literary culture vultures did not bestow its approval on how Lee was making a living. People would avoid me like the plague. Today, it's so different, he once told the Washington Post. Not everyone felt the same way, though. Lee recalled once being visited in his New York offices by Federico Fellini, who wanted to talk about nothing but Spider-Man. In 1972, Lee was named publisher and relinquished the Marvel editor range to spend all his time promoting the company. He moved to Los Angeles in 1980 to set up an animation studio... and to build relationships in Hollywood. Lee purchased a home overlooking the Sunset Strip that was once owned by Jack Benny's announcer, Don William. Don Wilson. sorry. Long before his Marvel characters made it to the movies, they appear on television, an animated Spider-Man show with memorable theme song composed by Oscar winner Paul Francis Webster of The Shadow of Your Smile fame, and Bob Harris ran on ABC from 1967 to 1970. Bill Bixby played Dr. David Banner, who turns into a green monster played by Lou Ferrigno when he gets agitated. In the 1977-82 CBS drama The Incredible Hulk, and Pamela Anderson provided the voice of Stripperella, a risque animated Spike TV series that Lee wrote for in 2003-2004. Lee launched the internet-based Stanley Media in 1998. The superior creation, production, and marketing studio went public a year later. However, when investigators uncovered illegal stock manipulation by his partners, the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in 2001. Lee was never charged. In 2002, Lee published an autobiography, Excelsior, The Amazing Life of Stan Lee. Survivors include his daughter and young, younger brother Larry Lieber, a writer and artist for Marvel. Another daughter, Jan, died in infancy. His wife, Joan, was a hat model whom he married in 1947. J.C. Lee and all of Stan Lee's friends and colleagues want to thank all of his fans and well wishes for their kind words and condolences. A family statement read, Stan was an icon in this field. His fans loved him and his desire to interact with them. He loved his fans and treated them with the same respect and love they gave him. He worked tirelessly his whole life, creating great characters for this world to enjoy. He would inspire our imagination and for us all to use it to make the world a better place. His legacy will live forever. Like Alfred Hitchcock before him, the never bashfully appeared in cameos in the Marvel movies, shown avoiding falling concrete, watering his lawn, delivering the mail, crashing a wedding, playing a security card, etc. In Spider-Man 3, he chats with Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker at the stop in Times Square Street, to read the news that Leb Singer will soon receive the key to the city. You know, he says, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. And moving on to the last article that I want to discuss before I'll throw it to myself from two years ago. It was a very new, very 
different performance on a very old mic and definitely not as practiced as I am now. But these are the statements from basically a, a bunch of celebrities, so I'm just going to run it through here. Uh, we already heard what uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige said. Um, Chris Avenue played Captain America for the past seven years until he recently announced he has hung up his shield, tweeted, There'll never be another Stan Lee. For decades, he provides both young and old with adventure, escape, comfort, confidence, inspiration, strength, friendship, and joy. He exuded love and kindness and will leave an indelible mark on so, so many lives. Excelsior. Eventually, Lily tweeted, Stan, more than a master of stories, you always seem like a master of living. I'll look to you for inspiration for the rest of my life. You live on. XOXO, your wasp. And continued a separate tweet asking friends to flood the internet with any artwork that had ever been created out of the inspiration from Stan Lee. While starting the hashtag Break the Internet for Stan. Uh, Bill Rosman uh, said, You may not know about it, but your stories, editorial notes, letter pages, and soapboxes that we read growing up became the voice we needed to guide us through life and inspire us to strive to be the heroes that you knew we could be. Rest in peace, Stan Lee, and thank you. And then James Wan said, Aw man, heartbreaking. R.I.P. to a true pioneer and legend. My youth wouldn't be the same without him. So grateful to have met the guy and told him how thankful I was for his work. Stanley, a true pioneer, has passed away. The eight, uh, that was the Fandango posting. Uh, Joseph Cotton wrote, I wrote a fan letter to Stanley as a kid. He sent me a thank you note and signed a copy of How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. There's a part where it compares two different ways to frame a dialogue scene. I literally started my filmmaking education there. Uh, Larry King wrote, We lost a real superhero today. Stan Lee was a visionary who elevated imaginations across the globe. I'm grateful for the time I got to spend with him. Rest peacefully, Stan. And then Mark Hamill wrote, His contributions to pop culture was revolutionary and cannot be overstated. He was everything you hoped he would be and more. I love this man and will never stop missing him. They say you should never meet a childhood idol. They are wrong. Hashtag rest in peace, Stan the man. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis tweeted, Thank you, Stan Lee, for your service in protecting our freedom and for creativity and imagining. You're, you will, you were and will always be a superhero. The Rooster Brothers tweeted, uh, Thank you for filling our childhoods with such joy. You'll be dearly, dearly missed. Elon Musk uh, tweeted, Rest in peace, Stan Lee. The many worlds of imagination and delight you create for humanity will last forever. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, Thank you, the real Stan Lee, for being you. Thank you for your generosity and guidance over the years, and thanks for always treating me so special. Rest in peace, my friend. Uh, Winston Duke, who you may know, played um, Mabuku on The Black Panther, said, Thank you, Will Sunley. You gave us characters that continue to stand the test of time and involve with our consciousness. Thus, there were no limits to our future as long as we have access to our imagination. Rest in power. Hashtag Excelsior. Hashtag Stanley. Hashtag RIP. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con tweeted, We are deeply saddened here of the passing of Stan Lee, a legend in our industry. Without to go out to as many fans, his friends, his and family, Excelsior. Uh, Edgar Wright tweeted, Stan Lee, RIP, thanks for inspiring so many of us to pick up a pen or pencil and put your dreams onto paper. Excelsior. George Sky tweeted, He inspired millions with his myriad marvelous characters, from Spider-Man to Black Panther, Thor to the X-Men. Legendary creator Stan Lee is dead at 95, but his stories will live on and continue to ignite the imagination of generations to come. Rest with the stars, great sir. Mayor Eric Garcetti, uh, mayor of LA, said, uh, Stanley's marvelous, wondrous, infinite imagination gave birth to worlds, heroes, and stories that captivate people everywhere, across generations. While we were sad to lose him today, he cre his creative legacy is immortal. Rest in peace, Stan. 
Um, Netflix tweeted, thanks for being our hero, Stan. Evangeline Lilly, um, I already read that. Hugh Jackman tweeted, we've lost a creative genius. Stan Lee was a pioneering force in the superhero universe. I'm proud to have been a small part of his legacy and to have helped bring one of his characters to life. Hashtag Stan Lee, hashtag Wolverine. Joss Whedon tweeted, Stan Lee created a universe where if a character was beloved enough, they could never really die. Now that's thinking ahead. Thanks for so much of my life. You never... You'll never not be in it. And then Stan Lee, whoever is running his social media, actually tweeted uh, a black bag with a white text, 1922 to 2018 Excelsior. Uh, Jeff John said, And now, until we meet again, may the blessings of Asgard be showered upon you, Stan Lee, Baldur the Brave. Thank you for sharing your genius and your heart with the world, Stan. And then Kevin Smith, who I also talked in, in that first episode, tweeted, Farewell, my friend. You're not only responsible for the boy I was, but also the man I am today. I'll miss you with all of my days. Actually, an Instagram post. Or it looks like it's a little bit more drawn out. And Stanley was always a big fan of... Or Kevin Smith was a big fan of Stanley, and they worked together before he was really even into all this stuff. So I'm going to read his full thing here. It's a little long, but I think it's worth sharing. This is how I always see you, Stanley, as our benevolent leader and king, smiling down from your eternal throne on the generations of imaginations you fed and inspired. You were the first creator whose voice I knew before I ever re- actually heard it. You dumped some of the most modern myths and created characters that instilled in me a moral barometer, teaching me right from wrong and showing me it's always better to be a hero instead of a villain. Your characters represented us. Yes, they had extraordinary, unbelievable abilities, but they were also reflections of a world we n- knew where Spider-Man is really just a boy who wants to help. You showed me how to interact with the audiences whenever you stepped on to stay in soapbox to reach out to the readers. You showed me how to advocate for my field beyond the actual art itself, whenever you're tub-thumped for comic books outside of the medium. It was never enough for you to simply make a comic because you were a true salesman at heart. So not only you sold comics, you sold me on comics. So much so that I built a life and career around your dreams and ideals. When you did them all rights with us, you not only made a lifelong fan's dream come true, you also lent me a comic book credibility that I still get to spend today. And... Whether it was for comic book men, AMC, or yoga hoses, never asked to borrow your heat again, you're always there for me with a smile. Your love story with Joni and your long, happy marriage always shined as an example of what I wanted for my personal life. I long, I long admired and emulated your kindness and patience and sense of humor when dealing with the public. Outside of my parents, you're the, the one adult who gave me the most useful life skills I still use today. Thank you, Stan, for making me not only the boy I was, but also the man I am today. You had great power, and you had always used it responsibly, fostering billions of dreamers who all know your name, a name written in the stars for all time. You're not just the literary titan of comic books, you are our modern-day Mark Twain. I miss you for all my days, my friend and hero, Excelsior forevermore. Hashtag Kevin Lee, hashtag Stanley. Hashtag Kevin Smith, hashtag Stanley, sorry. Very powerful stuff. Um, going down the list still, uh, Marvel, Mark Ruffalo said, Sad, sad day. Rest in power, Uncle Stan. You made the world a better place through the power of modern mythology and your love of the messy business of being human. You let us be extra human, superhuman even. I am deeply honored to have been a small part of the Stanley constellation. Uh, Vincent D'Ofrio, who played King Pinsa, can you imagine being one of the guys that made comic books and comic book characters what they are today? I was what it was like in those offices with those first artists and writers. I never met Stanley, though only heard great things about him. He'll be missed. Uh, NASA, surprisingly, tweeted, We saddened by the loss of the real Stanley, a visionary who created universe of superheroes and comics. 
In his honor, here's a deep field look into the universe from our NASA Hubble Space Telescope. And Mark Guggenheim tweeted, uh, Recipe Stanley, thanks for making me believe in marvels. Um, and then um, I'll go ahead and read Marvel Entertainment's uh, statement. Um, Today, Marvel Comics and Walt Disney Company pause and reflect with great sadness on the passing of Marvel Chairman Emeritus Stanley. With a heavy heart, we share our deepest condolences with his daughter and brother, and we honor and remember the creator, voice, and champion of Marvel. Stanley was an extraordinary as a character he created, superhero in his own right to Marvel fans around the world. Stanley had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart, said Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Stanley Martin Lee, Brigham Stanley, loved the written word from an early age and wanted to craft stories like those in his favorite books and films, which he consumed voraciously from a simple upbringing in the teeming landscape of Manhattan. Young Stanley worked his way through a succession of jobs until the day he found himself as an assistant at a comic book publishing company, Timely Comics. In between refilling artists' inkwells, erasing pencil lines from comic pages, and fetching an old told number of lunches, Stanley expressed his desire to write and create tales of his own. In the May 1940 issue of Captain America Comics number 3, got his wish. Readers would find a prose story in the issue. Captain America foils the traitor's revenge. Supporting the byline of Stan Lee, a star was born. A Stan's role in tenure with Timely grew and evolved through the company itself. With Stan at its helm, Timely Comics morphed into first into Atlas Comics and then into the name that would catapult into legend and forever be synonymous with Stan Lee. Marvel Comics. As Marvel's editor-in-chief, Stan the man Lee made his voice Made voice the voice made his voice the voice of stories themselves, virtually writing everything, virtually every Marvel title, and working with some luminaries as Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Don Heck, Gene Kalan, and John Romita, seeming and building a universe of interlocking continuity, one where fans felt as if they could turn a street corner run into a superhero. A rich collection of characters grew out of his non-stop plotting sessions with his artists, including the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk, and X-Men, and more. Today, it would be almost impossible to find a corner of the Marvel Universe that Stan didn't have a hand in. Marvel fans found a friend in Stanley. He introduced the famous Stan Soapbox to speak directly to his readers, reaching a personal level on rarely seen in comics of the day. Always pushing for new ways of creating comics, Stan was also inaugurated the Marvel method of plotting and art, creating some of the most iconic stories of the industry to this day. When something mattered to Stan, you felt it in his words, whether in an editorial or the stories themselves. With passion for the medium, he helped refine and reform the comics to authority and addressed hot-button issues like discrimination, drugs, and intolerance. Stan stepped up from his position as editor-in-chief in Night 72 to tackle the role of publisher at Marvel Comics. And while a strong succession of writers followed in his wake, his spirit and voice remained throughout the adventures that followed. His outspoken love for comics even extended to a series of college campus talks given any chance to educate and illuminate on the industry. He took it an entire generation of young readers expanded in strength and their vocabulary and knowledge through Stan stories. Marvel and the entire Walt Disney Company salute the life and career of Stan Lee and offer their undying gratitude for his unmatchable accomplishments within their halls. Every time you open a Marvel comic, Stan will be there. Please join us in remembering Stan the Man Lee. Really hard to keep going through all this. Uh, Thank you, Stan, for making people who felt different realize they're special, was what uh, Seth Rogen tweeted. Jonathan Frakes tweeted, Rest in peace to the great Stan Lee. DC Comics tweeted, He changed the way we look at heroes, and modern comics will always bear his indelible mark. His infectious enthusiasm remind us all why we fell in love with these stories in the first place. Excelsior, Stan. Uh, Todd McFarlane tweeted, The photo of real Stan Lee is who this man was. His great superpower was making the people he met feel good about themselves. 
I personally saw this generosity to his fans, and he did it with a genuine joy. I wish all of you could spend two minutes with him. Lupito Nyong'o, uh, sorry, I don't know why I put that weird accent on it, um, said earlier about the passing of Stan Lee, from watching Marvel films with friends in college to having the privilege of taking one of his characters in Black Panther, Stan's creative genius sparked my imagination and left me in awe. His legacy will carry on, hashtag Stan Lee forever. Uh, Anthony Mackey tweeted, You were a man before your time, now it feels that you're gone before your time. Recipe Stan the man, thanks for the laughs and words of support, it's an honor to live in your universe. Uh, Jeremy Renner tweeted, Recipe Stanley, you're a legend, my friend. Uh, Samuel Jackson, thank you, Will Stanley, for the escape from this world and great joy inhabiting the ones you created. You made so many believe in the good, the heroic, the villainous, the exciting. Most of all, you're giving gracious to us all. R.I.P. Uh, Billy D. Williams tweeted, I've just learned of Stanley's passing. I had the honor of knowing this true superhero whose talents transcend and whose work impacted generations. Rest easy, my friend. You made this world so much more interesting and colorful. Uh, the Venom movie tweeted, uh, Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Uh, the U.S. Army tweeted, Rest in peace, soldier. A comic book creator that recently had passed away at the age of 95. Lee served in the U.S. Army Signal Corps during World War II from 1942 to 45. Leave the for his service to our country and for his tremendous support to service members. Excelsior. Uh, Angela Bassett tweeted, Honor and upward to greater glory. Excelsior, good man. Excelsior. Paul Bettany, who played Vision, said, Now that was a life well lived and lived in it to its fullest. Excelsior. Thank you, Stan Lee, from all your friends. Uh, Karen Gilliam said, Release in peace, Stan. Thank you for your brilliance. Uh, Zoe Zaldana tweeted, Today we lost one of the greats, the real Stan Lee. You were an inspiration and super to us all. Thank you so much for contributing so much and giving us all something to aspire to. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted, He lives forever through his work. What a giant. With great power comes immortality. Lilitita Wright tweeted, Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Chris Pratt tweeted, Thanks for everything, Stan Lee. What a life so well lived. I consider myself extraordinarily lucky to have gotten to meet you and to have played in the world you created. Uh, Mike Coulter tweeted, Rest in peace, through Stan Lee. You inspired us, you ins- you inspired us all. Uh, Dwayne Johnson tweeted, What a man. What a life. When I first broke into Hollywood, he welcomed me with open arms and some very sage advice. I'll forever take to heart a true icon who impacted generations around the world. Rest in love, my friend. Um, Josh Trank tweeted, um, We can say I let him down. Stanley kept in touch. Today we say goodbye to one of the greatest creative icons in history. Someone who always reminded us, rest, humanity was not a secret entity. Rest in peace, Stan. Uh, It looks like he posted a letter that Stan had given him that said hi Josh yeah I guess I'm okay at 92 it's hard to know hope a kid like you is okay too and signed it Stan Josh Trank who knows directed the Fantastic Four the one that people didn't really enjoy um but it looks like he reached out and apologized and Stan but it's okay. Uh, Lou Frigno, not enough kind words to post about my dear friend Stan Lee. My life wouldn't be the same without his incredible talent as a creator, storyteller, and friend. Rest in peace, Stan. You'll be missed. And this is from Osley from the IGN uh, article. And I guess with that, I will throw it to my past self. Uh, definitely want to say a special thanks to Stan Lee for changing the entertainment world as we know it. as we culminate in the 10 years of the MCU and we see 
some of your last cameos that have been recorded to come out it's hard to believe how we've come this far and a lot of it's owed to you and to jack kirby and steve ditko and all of the guys at marvel who helped get us this far but you'll always be the face of marvel to fans everywhere and you'll indeed be truly missed and with that i'll throw it back to you guys um and you know the plugs i'm not going to go into it now but thanks again for listening here is Andrew Poor from the Poor Poor episode one, a marvelous debut. Thanks, guys. But now I get on to my my main segment for today, and that is on the book Marvel Comics: The Untold Story by Sean Ho. Um, I'm going to kind of read um, kind of the plot summary from like the back of the book. It says, an, un- an unvarnished, unauthorized, behind-the-scenes account of one of the most dominant pop cultural forces in contemporary America. Opening out of a tiny office on Madison Avenue in the early 1960s, a struggling company called Marvel Comics presented a cast of brightly costumed characters Distinguished by smart banter and compelling human flaws, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, Captain America, the Incredible Hulk, the Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, the X-Men, and Daredevil, these superheroes quickly won children's hearts and sparked the imagination of pop artists, public intellectuals, and campus radicals. Over the course of half a century, Marvel's epic universe would become the most elaborate fictional narrative in history and serve as a modern American mythology for millions of readers. Um, throughout this decades-long journey to becoming a multi-billion-dollar enterprise, Marvel's identity has continually shifted, careening between scrappy underdog and corporate behemoth. As the company has weathered Wall Street uh, machinations, Hollywood failures, and the collapse of the comic book market, its characters have been passed along among generations of editors, artists, and writers, also known as the celebrated Marvel bullpen. Entrusted to carry on tradition, Marvel... Uh, Marvel's contributors impoverished child prodigies, hallucinating uh, beatniks, and mercenary careerists among them. Struggled with commercial mandates, a fickle audience, and over matters of credit and control from one another. For the first time, Marvel Comics revealed the outsized personalities behind the scenes, including Martin Martin Goodman, the self-made publisher who forayed into comics after a get-rich-quick tip in 1939, Stan Lee, the energetic editor who would shepherd the company through thick and thin for decades, and Jack Kirby, the World War II veteran who'd co-created Caps America in 1940, and 20 years later developed with Lee the bulk of the company's marquee characters in a three-year frenzy of creativity that would be the grounds for future legal battles and endless debates. Drawing on more than 100 original interviews with Marvel insiders then and now, Marvel Comics is a story of fertile imaginations, lifelong friendships, action-packed First, fist fights, reformed criminals, unlikely alliances, and third act betrayals, a narrative of one of the most extraordinary, beloved, and beleaguered pop culture entities in America's history. And I know that seems like a mouthful, but the book that's over 400 pages, that's kind of the shortest summary I can give, and it's a fantastic read. If you like history, if you liked Marvel, if you seen a movie and kind of wondered how it got from A to B, this is the thing to do it. It doesn't, it's not all highlights. It's not all big, fantastical stories. It's, it kind of gets into the down and dirty of what it was like 
at that time in New York being a comic publisher and trying to uh, and creating things that, ne that you have no basis for. Now, if you're a comic writer, you kind of have a platform, you have some kind of format, something that you could see that came first. This really didn't have anything. This was all new and interesting, and um, it led to a lot of uh, issues with uh, where artists and writers who came up with these ideas for characters had to struggle to get credit for their work and get pay, and for when, like, eventually led to them being in movies and in uh, media and in merchandise. Who got that money? I know it was a big thing with, uh, uh, not with Marvel Comics, but with DC Comics, with uh, with uh, Siegel and Schuster, who created Superman. It took them decades to try and get credit back. And I think they uh, worked something out. And I think in the most recent uh, uh, Superman movies, they're listed as a character created by... Uh, I think it's Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, um, but it was—it's an interesting uh, read. Marvel Comics Unsolved Old Story. John Ho really kind of dug in there and got to the bare bones of it. You get to see the beginnings of the Marvel bullpen with all the colorful characters, with Jack Kirby and uh, Flo, who was their secretary, and just all these other characters. You get to see the Steve Ditko era when Jim Lee was in and out. Um, Frank Miller as a young kid before he went to DC. It's it really just covers this. Uh, really, it covers decades of this, and it's I I really can't praise it enough. Um, it you kind of feel for some of these people, and sometimes you kind of even disliking Stan Lee for some of the stuff he does. How um, he kind of was more of an idea man. He's almost treated like a Frank Zuckerberg character, like featured in the Social Network. It's just he was kind of. He really was this young kid at first, and it's he was the face of Marvel, and then he did all these shows, and there was the falling out he had with Jack Kirby. It, it's all covered here, and it's all really worth the read, and I can't recommend it enough. So I uh, encourage all of my listeners to really listen, dig into Marvel Comics The Untold Story. And if you want something a little bit lighter, if you don't want all this fluff, I uh, also kind of in my Marvel Comics searching, I found... Um, Stanley had uh, worked with a couple other uh, writers and artists to create a comic book memoir of his life called Amazing, Fantastic, Incredible, A Marvelous Memoir. And it's, uh, it's itself, it's just a comic book. It, it's all drawn up. It shows his whole life from a kid up into, uh, I think it was uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier, I think is the last uh, picture. Um, but it really shows that, um, through all of this, that Stanley has really been around for a while, and good times or bad, Stanley is the face of Mar of Marvel, he's the father of Marvel, he's, uh, he is to Marvel Comics what Kevin Feige is to Marvel Studios. Uh, and it's just, uh, both of those are great read. I think if you want to, something you can get through in one sitting, I encourage you to read the memoir. It definitely is all positives um it kind of does everything a little bit of a sense of satire and makes it a little bit funner to read because i'm assuming the market is not as much for adults um like me or like a lot of the listeners i'll have um but um for his for fans of Marvel comics and for kids um so i encourage you to read one or both of those they offer 
not so much a conflicting uh, view of the start out of Marvel Comics, but it really gets into the, um, they offer kind of a completish uh, story.